a little emotional here. So I'm going to uh, try to uh, <laughs> cover my emotions from <laughs> Levin brought them out. Um, okay. Uh, I'd like to speak tonight about this issue. It was Rabbi Lowy Schlitt mentioned so beautifully. And I'm going to speak about it in a, in a different way. A different way. I'm going to give a shear. And I'll explain to you what I mean in a moment. But first I, as was said, I like to say the shear is this chus of my son. And I want to give you yeshikoyach to all the Rabbanim in the city and all their wives. Obviously the Rabbanim can't do anything without their wives. That goes without saying. Again, as Rabbi Lowy said, and the Yeshikach to, uh, to Moshe Rose and his Rebetzin for putting this together. Yeah, I also want to mention that I'm going to speak with uh, sensitivity here. This is, a, this, is a, this, is a, this is a topic that requires sensitivity, obviously. And, um, and we should be zeicher, as uh, both Rabbi Levin and Rabbi Lowy said, we should be zeicher to be Moreimim. It's a very important issue. Now, what do I mean I'm giving a shir? We have a Chesha Mishpakal in Chicago for the last, um, I don't know, 24 years. And um, we just finished learning a, a difficult section in Chesha Mishpakal called Kinyon. Kinyon means acquisitions. And we decided that after finishing Kinyonim, we were going to learn about another field of acquisition. Acquisition doesn't sound like a good word for what I'm about to describe, but it's a segue. And we decided to learn Hilchus Ksubis. Hilchus Ksubis. Hilchus Ksubis is about the institution of marriage. The institution of marriage. And I'd like to go through with you a number of halachas, which I think, for me, had an incredible impact on my own marriage and understanding what Chazal want with marriage. Let's begin. You have a chasana. Two, three, four, five, six, seven hundred people at the chasana. You walk into the chasana and you walk out. Everybody walks into the chasana, walks out the same, maybe a few more pounds, depending upon how much you ate. But basically everybody says, except for one person. One person walks in one way and walks out a different, a different way. That's the kala. The kala came in as a single woman. The kala leaves as an ish. Completely different change. Penuya to an ish. What's with the uh, chasan? He walked into the chasan. How does he come out? How does the, the chasen come? Uh, well, how lacha? Is there a difference between someone who's married and someone who's not married? So I'd like to tell you how the chasen is supposed to walk out. I really wasn't told this in my day. And I regret that nobody told me this. I regret it. I'm not blaming anybody, but I regret that I was not told this. A chasen walks out with an entire train or a tractor trailer of achrayas. Achrayas. Yes, achrayas. We'll talk about the woman's achrayas in a moment. But first, achrayas. Achrayas means responsibility. Now, I would like to say something else. Anybody is welcome to raise their hand or say, if I don't translate, sometimes I don't translate. My wife's not in the, office, in the audience. I definitely am not going to translate. So if I don't translate, stop me. Okay, and when I start getting into it, the odds are I'm going to forget to translate. Now, At a chasana, for most people, it's probably the first time in their life 
and especially in our chasanas, the chasan is engaged in a contract. We have the ksuba, it's a photo op, and to aid him, and this, and who reads the ksuba under the chuppah, the ksuba is a contract. It's a contract. It's a real contract. It happens to be written in Aramaic, but it's a contract. Now I want to tell you a mice about this, this contract called the ksuba. I once got to a chasana, and um, sometimes if you come from out of town, you get there early. So I came to a chasana in Lakewood. And I was on a, one of my very, very good friends. His, I believe his son was getting married. So I get to the chasana, he comes over to me and says, listen, I have to ask you for a favor. There's nobody here. It's time to start the chasana. The only people here are relatives. I need an aid for the, for the uh, tenoyim, for the ksuba. You were supposed to be aid kedushin. Just be the aid. There's nobody else here. It's you, one other person, and Shmuel, Shlita. Shmuel Kamenetsky is the Masada kedushin. Okay. So this is what happens. Shmuel goes to the chasana and lifts up the ksuba. He says, you know what it says here? Chassid says, no. He was honest. I know what it says. I know what it says. I know what it says. And they told me, the Philadelphia Thamidim told me that uh, he does this all the time, but that was such an experience. So he says to the Chassid, you know what this word means? And he points to a word in the, in the Ksub. The word is okir. Okir means, I will cherish. So he says, you know what this word means? He says, no. And by this time, Chassan's all nervous. He says it means, I will cherish. Now, you understand that's a contractual obligation. Let's leave out all the romantic issues that people like to discuss. It's, it says here in the contract that you have to cherish your wife. That's a chiv. When you picked up that pen, or the yamukha, and you made a kenyan, you are obligated to cherish your wife. It's an obligation. So we're learning, this happened, I don't know, 10 years ago. So now we're learning, we're learning Ebenezer. Learning Ebenezer. We come across a Chalkas Mechaikik. And Chalkas Mechaikik says, the words in the Ksuba are really, I will work and I will cherish. And it means that the way I work, the way I work, I have to work in a way that will cherish my wife to make sure that she gets that she gets the amount of money that she needs to be able to live. So I got up in the middle of the first state, I immediately ran to the phone, I called him Shmuel Shlita, and I told him that the Chalkas Mechaikik says what he says, he says to me, I mean the Chalkas Mechaikik is a steamer to what I said. I said, I, I, I don't want to say anything, I was all nervous, I didn't, want to, I didn't say anything. So he says to me, no, it means both. So a few weeks ago, we were learning a Yamshel Shleima, and Itaka says that it means both. Mamish is like what Shmuel said. And the Eflahoikir means I work, which we're going to explain in a moment. But Okir, Okir means that I will cherish. I will cherish. I will cherish. So that's a husband's obligation. That's an achrayas to cherish. To cherish. I'm sorry, there's no clock. I don't know why. I'm not good without clocks. Just I like to end when I'm supposed to end. Tell me how much time I have left. I'm sorry to bother you. When am I supposed to stop you? Okay. Okay, fine. 8.30, we're supposed to stop? Okay, whatever. Okay, we'll see. Okay, we'll see what happens. Okay, see what happens. Okay, let's go right to now. I'd like to ask a question here. This question, again, is gonna, it's going to sound provocative, but this is a question, la Most people in this room, I'm not asking anybody what they do. Okay, let's not go there. Let's go to what our parents did, those people who were able to see their parents. 
or their grandparents. Who served the Suda Leil Shabbos in your home? I would say in this room, anybody who grew up with their parents or their grandparents knew that their mother served the Suda. I didn't ask who got up afterwards and cleaned the table. I didn't ask maybe who helped washing the dishes. I didn't ask, I'm asking who served the meal? Who made the meal? Who made the meal and who served the meal? That's brought down Mahalach and Shulchan Aruch and Simon. It's a good morning, Subas. It's brought down in Simon Pei, Sif Dalit. There are certain acts, let's call them acts of affection. Let's use the translation for the word chiba right now as affection. There are certain acts. There used to be, in my day, it's not like, in my home, it's not like that. But my parents, I thought this was what Ray Lowy was referring to as well, they, they drank coffee together. It was something they did together. I knew how much my mother, Allah Shalom, wanted a level teaspoon. My father wanted a heaping teaspoon. My father drank it black. My mother drank it with sugar. They both drank it with milk. And they made, they made, they, they, they drank coffee. They drank coffee. No, no, it says in Halacha, in Ebenezer, it says it also in Yeridei and Semen Kufzadik, in those days, making a cup of wine, being moizig the kois, serving a cup of wine, that was something that the wife did for her husband. Acts of endearment. Ask the Magid Mishnah, uh, what's the basis for this halacha? It's a Gemara. What, what, what's the basis? What's the basis for this halacha? So the Magid Mishnah says a word, which is such an incredible word for a source of halacha. He says, push it. The source of this halacha is push it. That's the Lashon of the Magid Mishnah. I want to give you an example of what Pashit means. Omar Rav. This is a very famous Gemara. Omar Rav. Gemara and Shabbos. Omar Rav. A person has the ability to afford only one candle. It's Leil Shabbos Hanukkah. You can only afford one candle. The mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah. You have to sell the shirt off your back. You have to, go to, you have to, you have to do the most menial labor to make sure that you have at least one candle. Omar Rav. Pshitoli. Ner Shabbos, Ner Hanukkah. Which one should you do? You can only have one candle. Ner Shabbos Odif. Yishim Shalom Basim. He doesn't quote a Pasik. He doesn't quote at a Meira. Doesn't quote a Mishnah. Doesn't quote a Brisa. Doesn't quote anybody. Pshitoli. Amar Pshitoli. It's Pashit. Which candle should you buy? The candle for Shabbos. Because without a candle for Shabbos, you don't have any light. Without any light, you can't eat. You can't eat. It's no, there's no shalom bias. Affection. Chiba. Tafiyoimi. Just recently. Unbelievable. Rashi says something. It, it, the first time, I, 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 I couldn't believe it. Um, we all know that Tuba of, excuse me. Yeah, Tuba of. Tuba of is a big yantif. It's a big yantif. We don't celebrate it. Why we don't celebrate different shoes? The tuba was a big yantif. So it says the Gemara. The Mishnah says tuba of lahayam tamli shalke tuba of yam kipurim, and the Gemara asks why? What's 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 tuba of? What happened in tuba of? So the Gemara says in tuba of, we're not getting into the whole cheshbon. In tuba of, every night of the ninth above, the people in the midbar would dig a grave. They crawl into the grave, and then the next morning, whoever was alive, crawled out of the grave. On the fortieth year in the midbar, the people who were remaining crawled into their graves. Next morning, everybody gets up. 
They said, I must have made a mistake. It wasn't the ninth. Maybe it was a, maybe tonight's the ninth. They went, until they got to the 15th, they saw the moon. It was a full moon. They knew they didn't make a mistake. So everybody stopped dying from the chet of the eagle and the miraglim. And the Gemara seems to say it's a yontif, but that's not what the Gemara says. Omar, unbelievable. Omar, the Gemara continues and says, now that the Mesei Midbar were over, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to speak to HaKadosh Baruch. Zakrashi Lefikach. The reason it's a yontif is because, not because they stopped dying. It's a Gavaldic thing they stopped dying. But because they stopped dying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu now was able to speak to Moshe Rabbeinu. I, Frek Rashi Akasha, which means Rashi asked, Moshe Rabbeinu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was talking to Moshe Rabbeinu for the first 38 years since the Chet of the Eagle and the Chet of Ragel. No, he wasn't talking with Derech Chiba, Rashi says. The relationship between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Moshe Rabbeinu was not the same. And because of that, it's a yontif. How much longer did HaKadosh Baruch Hu speak to Moshe Rabbeinu Derech Chiba? Seven months. Of till Moshe Rabbeinu died the following other. But those seven months in which he spoke to Medera Chiba, that's a yontif. Forever. Okay, there's a lot to talk about. I just want to bring out the point. A woman's interaction with her husband and different things that create Chiba is in Shulchan Aruch. It's in Shulchan Aruch. It's not the way of the world. It could be it's the way of the world, but if it is the way of the world, it's only because it's in Shulchan Aruch. In our Shulchan Aruch. In our Shulchan Aruch. Okay, very nice. So what's with the husband? What's with the husband? Okay, I want to explain something which is, it, it's a, it, I, I get confused whenever I learn this halacha. I went over it many times, so I should be able to say it. I hope I don't get confused again, okay? I want to tell you halacha. This is a halacha. The halacha is in Shulchan Aruch and Chesh and Mishpat. It's a very famous halacha. And it's also brought down in Ebenezer and Luchas Ksubis. If I borrow a car, I borrow a car. We all know, you borrow a car. If anything happens to the car, you're responsible. You're a shayl, you borrow a car. If it gets hit by lightning, you're responsible. We're not going into all the halachas. What happens if the owner of the car works for me? I borrow a car from an employee. The halach is, I'm not going into the whys, I'm just telling you the facts. The halach is called Shmira Babaylam. Shmira Babaylam. That if the person who lent you the item also is working for you, you don't have to pay if anything happens. That's the halach. Why? Not for now. Called Shmira Babaylam. Okay, you ready for this, Shiloh? Okay, here we go. Here's a Shiloh. A woman is washing the dishes and she drops a crystal, a crystal glass. Does she owe any money to her husband? I know it sounds ridiculous. I know it sounds laughable. So Shail and Shulchan Aruch, does she owe any money to her husband? And the answer is she does. She does. Now does she have to pay him? So the Rambam says no. Rambam says no, 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 you don't have to pay. It's impossible. You're going to start paying every time you break a glass. There's not going to be any Shalom bias in the house. But the Rambam is Masha, really, you have to pay. But you don't because it's Shalom bias. Suck the Raven, you don't have to pay. You know why you don't have to pay him? I'm going to look at this half of the room and I say this halacha. You're going to see why. The reason why a woman who drops a glass doesn't have to pay her husband for the glass because her husband works for her. That's the rivet. The rivet says it's shmira b'vayim. What? The husband's working for his wife? What does that mean? 
Because this is what happens at a chasa. She, she becomes an ashes ish. She becomes his wife. We don't like to use the word kaina. He's kaina. What, what do you mean? I'm kaina somebody who's not politically correct anymore. That's what happens. He makes a Kenyan. She doesn't make a Kenyan. There's no double ring ceremony in Kal Yisrael. He makes a Kenyan. And now she is obligated in all these acts of Chiba to him. What's with him? He's her employee. He's obligated to make sure that she never wants. Sheikh Susvoino, he has to supply her with food. He has to supply her with clothing, and it shouldn't be a lachat. It's his obligation, not hers. It's his obligation. Ah, what happens if the husband has a. Nowadays, you can use these numbers. The husband has a billion dollars. She's never going to need anything. He's working for her. Say the achroinim, yes. Because if he loses the money, he still has to make sure she has money. He's working for her. Under that chuppah, with that ksuba, she's obligated to him, and he's obligated to her. She has no more daigas. She has no more daigas. She doesn't have to worry about where she's going to get clothing for herself or for her children. She doesn't have to worry where she's going to get food. That's his obligation. And it's all his obligation. Okay, now I want to ask you a question. There's two halachas. One halacha is in Allah's Hanukkah. It's not the only time this halacha appears in Shulchan Aruch in this form. And everybody knows this halacha. You may not know the terminology, but everybody, I'm sure everybody in this room does this. I, I know very few people who married women light a Hanukkah minute when they're married. Light a Hanukkah minute. Married women don't light Hanukkah minute. But sometimes people mistakenly assume because women are not obligated to light a minute. It's not true. <laughs> a woman's alone. A woman's, her husband's away or she's not married yet or Rachman al she's an almana or whatever the situation is. She has to light a minute. She's chayat to light a minute. No different than a man. She's chayat to light with three brachas with the first night. She's chayat to light a some people, here at Tzchuluk the single girls in their father's house, they light a minute, they don't light a minute, Yeshiva Shippi will not, because he should be like, whatever, they're, they're not in the game. But married women don't light a minute. One time in there. Mishnah Burr brings down, the Rabbah, it's a tumult from where it comes, Ishtay Kegufay. Halacha. The husband lights the minute, it's like the wife lit the minute. It's not Shlichus, it's not agency. It's not Nerishu Beisoy, it's a different halacha. It's called Ishtay Kegufa. One halacha. Here's another halacha. Okay, I said this this year. This is also a little complicated, but we're going we're to break it down. Listen to, listen to this halacha. I have a note. I have a note. Somebody owes me $100,000. I have a note. I need cash. The note's not due for six months. I need cash now. I go to my friend, I say, I got a note here, $100,000. Ruvain owes me $100,000. You want to buy it? I'll sell it to you for six hundred. I'll, tell, I'll sell it to you for $60,000. 60 cents a dollar. Guy investigates, fine, it's a deal. He gives me $60,000, he takes the note. He's going to go to Ruvain and get $100,000. I, I, this is not recommended, but it works. I tell Ruvain, I'm Michael you. 
If somebody sells a shtar choiv, and he's moichel, the mechila works. Okay, good. This guy now is going to go to a din with me because I, I heard him. But Lamai said the mechila works. Mechila works. Okay. What happens to a woman who came into a marriage with a note? Her brother owed her hundred thousand dollars. Her brother owed her hundred thousand dollars. She was was working. She made money. Her brother needed money. She lent her brother hundred thousand dollars. She has a star. Her brother says, "I owe hundred thousand dollars." Now she gets married, and here's where all the complications are in the institution of marriage. When a woman brings money into the marriage, and this is this is where it's this is where all these issues they're fascinating, fascinating. Okay, so halacha is after the chuppah, the wife tells her. Husband, her new husband. By the way, I told my brother that after the chuppah, I'm going to be Michael of the Chayv. I'm Michael of the hundred thousand dollars. So the halacha is okay. Now here we go for one more second. The halacha is the husband has a din of a lokeach, which means the husband, the husband is like, is analogous to the same situation of buying that chayv. And just like when you buy a chayv, I just told you a moment ago, I can be Michael. It's not a nice thing to do, but I can be Michael. So here also I should be able to be moichel. Now Allah is no, you can't. The woman cannot be moichel l'chayv. I why can't she be? What's the difference? Yodo ki yodo. He becomes like her. Yodo ki yodo. You can no longer be moichel l'chayv because he's a partner with you. Yodo ki yodo. I would like to ask the following question: What created these two halachas? What, what, what happened? What happened over here? I'm saying it again because I want to, I want to drill this. Drill, I want to drill to myself. This is not romantic issues here, everybody. Say. These are halachas. What's the pshat in this halacha? I think the pshat in halacha is that a husband and wife, this is real. This is real. You, the woman, have obligations to Husband? Husband has obligations to wife. Chazal, who created this institution called marriage, said, this is going to create a marriage, which is going to make yado ki yado and ishto ki That's what it's going to make. I want to tell you what the ramifications are. He walks into one of his Talmudians, a younger man, walks into his Talmud's house, he says to his Talmud, you are not being Mekayim Yaksuba. He said, what? He says, your walls are moldy. It's not a house. You have a Ksuba. You're obligated to your wife. What are you doing? He said, what am I doing? I'm learning in Kailo. He says, so what? What is learning in Kailo? We're going to talk about this in another minute. What is learning in yeah, This is not a house. You got a Ksuba. So he says, what should I do? He says, go get money. How can I get money? I'm going to go. He says, go to America, go, co- go to America, collect money. Go to America, go collect money. You signed the Ksuba. Number one. Number two. This is only being taped, right? This is not going anywhere live, right? Okay, fine. I just want to make sure. I want to tell you two more mice. Everybody say, I, I hold these are so... You know, when the book came out on Rabbi Yashem's Hatzal, I try to read all the biographies in English. I, I don't, I didn't, I, I don't, I don't know Vrit. I can't read the books in Vrit. I, I get to the punchline. I don't know what the words mean. I'm too. I can't go look up a dictionary. I can't. I should do it. I can't do it. So the book came out on Rabbi Yashem in English. 
Rabbi Yashiv, what, what's there to say about Rabbi Yashiv? We can understand them. I once made a cheshbon. I don't know who, how many people there are. They learned how many hours in their life. A man lives to be 104. And, it's a, not shaykh. Not shaykh. Not shaykh. But I, I did, I, I'm going to tell you what happened in my life. I didn't like, I didn't like part of the book. Because part of the book, when his wife was in the hospital, said he didn't go to visit her, but they were praising him that when they came home, he stopped burning for a second to ask how his wife is. I, 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 I want to... I want to tell you what I mean. Rabbi Yashiv and his wife had a different relationship. They had a different relationship. She was dying. He came in to sit by her in the room. And she said, okay, that's enough. Go back and work. I told him all that. And, and then she was nifter. This is a different relationship. There's no shaykhs. This is a different marriage. She was masking him. He was masking him. Different marriage. But I want to say something. Then the book has a story. The book has a story. They came to Rabbi Yashiv's house. A big Shiloh, when you make... Um, wine, you take grapes and you crush them, at what point does the liquid become wine so that if a guy touches it, it becomes yain nesa? It's a whole tum. So uh, they bring in a whole video camera with a whole screen. They bring it into Abiyashiv's house. They want to show it to him. They can take Abiyashiv out to some kibbutz or whatever. They, they video the whole, whole thing and they bring it to Abiyashiv's house and they're setting it up. And, and, and they say they're ready to go. So Abiyashiv gets up, ready to go, stops. A minute. Bring her in the Rebetzin. Bring in the Rebetzin? For what? Sekhar Yashiv, she never saw a video before. She'll enjoy it. Bring in the Rebetzin. The Masmerador! You know what that Maisha says? That Maisha says he and his wife had a deal. You go learn 18 hours a day, whatever it is, and don't get up for the cup of coffee. He said, he said the unbelievable Maisha, the whole thing is not shaykh. And nobody should extrapolate that they can live that way. It's not shaykh. I wonder if they reprint the book, they should put in the front a disclaimer. This is not for regular people. <laughs> it's not. It's not. What's the shaykh? It's not for regular people. When Rebison Kandievsky said to her mother, I'll get you a thermos, you don't have to get up. Like, as Rebbe Louisa, no, I want to serve him at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's not, no, you know, it's not, there's a different level here. Different level, when she got engaged, she was quiet, he didn't talk too much, her father would come visit her every day, Rabbi Levin would come and speak to her for an hour a day because she was lonely. But there's not shaykh there. Oh, but my Rebetzin would like to see the video. You know what that means? His wife was on his mind. She gave him permission to learn 18 hours a day, but he didn't forget about her. She was on his mind, and when something could happen that would be enjoyable for her, Aminut, bring her on the Rebetzin. That's the limit. Looks at a car. It was like to come very close. So he came to Chicago once, and there was a younger man who, uh, whose uh, wife was sick. The Shiloh he should take off second seder for uh, six months or a year. So I'm in the front seat. Ramat shows in the driver's, in the passenger seat, and the younger man's in the back seat. Uh, I, I was very close to Ramat Show. I've seen him many, 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 many times. I never saw him get angry. I never saw him get angry. Never saw him get angry. So he's in the front seat, passenger side, and I'm explaining to Shiloh. The younger man, his wife is never that well. Shiloh, she, he should stop learning second seder to take care of his wife. All of a sudden, there's an explosion in the car. Explosion! Ramatio says, how long are you married? I felt so bad, I didn't know what to do with myself. How long are you married? Six years. Six years. 
You've been learning in Kerl for six years? Your wife has been working for six years? She's been supporting you for six years? She doesn't have to support you at all. And she's supporting you for six years, and now she's not feeling well. You have a child with you. You should take off a second Seder. I'm telling you, I thought he was going to throw him out of the car. He was so angry. I, I, I was unbelievable. So I want to say something. I, I, when we got married, I told my wife, I said, what do you want to do? We got married, engaged 1979. I told her, listen, in 1999, we'll figure out what we're going to do. Until then, we're going to learn in Kyle. And I came into the house, at the Lachayim, she had a big sign. My share made a sign. 1999 or bust. We were learning in Kyle for 20 years. And Baruch I'm still learning in Kyle. I'm still learning in Kyle. We have to understand something. When a woman says yes to marrying a younger man, which means she's going to take out a chrayas, she's not obligated. She is not obligated. It's a shadow if she has to bring any parnos into the house with She's not obligated to work. He's obligated to work. I think that we, it's posh, we are the most precious people in the world. We have the most precious and the holiest marriages in the world. That's who we are. Sometimes, as the Rabbanim said to me, you know, we just have to, you know, as Rabbi Lowy said so beautifully, we have to just be, more, you know, you know, think about the Indian a little bit more. So I'm thanking you because I, I you know, I don't know if my wife agrees, but I, I think my, I think I became a little bit of a better husband, you know, preparing for this year. But uh, she doesn't know about it yet. She hasn't heard the year yet. But uh, I want to end. This I think should stop in Claudia's show. I'm going to say that my wife tried to told me this, and I used to laugh at her when she told it to me. After I don't know how many years, she's right, which is always, almost always the case. Anyways, what happens? You get up at a bar mitzvah, then the father gives up to speak. It's a beautiful bar mitzvah. That we have a bar mitzvah. I had nothing to do with the bar mitzvah. Right? We always say that. I, not, I don't know anything. My wife did everything. I did nothing. Is that the way it should be? Is that a joke? Or maybe it should be, wow, we made a bar mitzvah. I had nothing to do with it. Why didn't I have anything to do with it? I know I'm quoting my wife a lot, but okay, here's, here's the end. She went to a sorum store. It was a big mistake. She went to a sorum store. Big, big sorum store. I'm not going to say which city. A big, big city with a lot, a lot of yid. And they're, they're, they're hanging in the sorum store. Here's halacha section. Here's history section. Here's chumash section. Here's women's section, you know, books for women. In the women's section are all the books on Shalom bias. Now, my wife's a therapist. So she went to the front and went to the guy. She said, listen, Habibi, I don't know what she said to him. I wasn't, I wasn't there. He said, Shalom bias? That's in the women's section? Why? Shalom bias is a din on the woman? Why does it have to do with the woman? Isn't that true? Isn't that true? A woman is obligated in her obligations. A man's obligated in his obligations. These are contractual obligations. These are chiyuvim lahalacha. There's a whole section called Ebenezer and Hilchus Ksubis. And everything I said tonight comes right straight out of Shulchan So we both have to know that. What do I have to do? Oh, it might be a good idea if we find out what we have to do. It might be easy to do it. It might be easy to do it. 
You know, in the world at large nowadays, we're living in a world, and well, I should serve you. I should make a meal for you. Call up the uh, call up uh, the restaurant. Don't to send over a meal. I should clean up the meal. You clean up the meal. No, it, it's very possible that a husband sees his wife's exhausted. He serves the meal, or he cleans up the meal every night. Every every, every little Shabbos, he cleans. He does it. Whatever's going on, that's gewaldic. That's gewaldic. But understand, our job is to create a situation in which we have ishtoi kegufoi, yodai kiyoda, and then, again, as below we said, and then we end. I want to end with this. Ishvisha. It does not say, I say this in show all the time, it doesn't say when a 22-year-old bach gets engaged to a 19-year-old girl, and under the chuppah, he says, the Shina moves in. That's not, that's not what the Gemara says. Gemara says, Ishvi Isha, Zachu. If they merit, Shina Beneya. You know what it means to merit? I want to give you a word merit. Here's the word merit. Shleishas Farm Nefachim. There are three books that are open. Again, as Rabbi Lori said. What does it say in the Gemara? They get written in right away. Get written in right away. Different books. They get written in right away. In the middle. If Then they get written in to Sifre Chaim. Everybody knows that that word Zachu is not automatic. You got to work. Everybody should also know Ishvisha Zachu Shechina Benayim. You have to work. Coming out tonight means you want to work. <laughs> That's what it means here. That's what it means here. You want to work. Ashrechem. Again, as I've always said, maybe this will be the catalyst that there'll be something going on in every city in the, in the country. Not that I'm, everybody needs chizuk. Everybody needs chizuk. Every marriage needs chizuk. Avram Avinu's marriage needed chizuk, says Rashi in Chumash. Rivka, Rivka. Excuse me, Rachel Imenu with Yaakov Avinu needed chizuk. But I'm going into all the Rashi's. We should be zaycha, and tonight should be a night of chizuk. And if there are more homes that have chizuk, there are more homes that have shechina. If there are more homes that have shechina, then we are zaycha to bring down more shechina. And the more shechina we bring down, we'll be able to finally bring down the shechina that will create the gula shlema and build the bias neman and the binyan based on Migdash. Hey, Rabbi Amenu, we should all be Thank you for giving me the opportunity.